Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Broadcast episode number 505. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Weekend Geek, bringing you the top geek stories Ooh. of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out December 21st, 2022. Let me follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, much like we did for Halloween, we're going to be doing a holiday movie bracket. Uh, this time, the catch is the movies that we're going to be talking about are all previous picks from our 12 Days of Bagged and Bored. So if you listen to those little mini episodes we did over the last couple of years, you're already going to know what we're talking about, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was homework. All movies. I chose all movies. You can't defeat me. I have an ace. Yeah, but you said all movies, so that means like Human Centipede as well. <laughs> Yeah, but it also means your picks as well. Oh, I think I think that means actually, Human Centipede is probably one of the best holiday movies because it's all about bringing people together. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, and when Chris and I watched that movie, we needed to have a couple beers, and uh, again, we're all drinking these same beers from the Clown Shoes uh, Twelve Beers of Christmas, and this is Aurora Ori. Orangelis, an IPA with orange peel, coming in at 7%. And they say, you may say you've got the world in your hands. We say, go ahead, have your earth. We'll just lay claim to the gigantic orange hurtling through space. So yeah, it's what the can says. It's got a nice little, like, that orange peel to it. It's like that citrus zest to it. I think I wouldn't place this as an IPA. Like, if you just served it to me blind, I'd be like, okay, like, it's orangey. I would probably think this is, like, someone's, like, craft take on, like, a uh, like a blue moon. Almost like an orange Hefeweizen. Because that orange, like, that pithiness kind of covers up, like, that hop. I mean, it doesn't have that same like Belgian yeast strain that would make it like a like a blue moon, but this just tastes just like a or- orangey ale. Like, there's nothing like too like IPA y about it. So, I think again, like some of the other stuff that we've had from this box, I think this would be like a good entry level IPA for someone. Maybe uh, it definitely tastes like a, like a <clears throat> citrusy like a citrusy pale ale. Definitely West Coast style. Um. Yeah, it's. it's I really, I, the more I drink it, the more I actually really like this one. I I like it too. <clears throat> it definitely, I'm halfway through the can, and I'm definitely getting there. But I don't know. It's just like there's something very underwhelming about this box this year. Yeah. Well, I, there's only been the a couple thing. that I've. Everything every year. Yeah. And then they change up like two beers on it. And we're like, guys, we got to do it again. They're this different the year. beers. This rem- if, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is reminding me of Tangier from uh, Southern Tier quite a bit. But yeah, but that this has, has more. A lot more. That had a lot more orange and orange. grapefruit yeah. to it. This is a dialed down version of that, where I'm getting more of that 
pith bitter at the end. Um, I the grapefruit and orange one, the one that I thought was dialed up was the two X Citra, or two X Citrus or whatever that was. That one was like the the citrus was dialed up to eleven. I thought Tangier was a little bit more subtle, and this would be an even more subtle version of that. But um, yeah, it's okay. I, it's, I dig it's it. It's decent. Not, yeah, uh, it's not that I like love it, but I think it's good. Like if I had like a tall boy can of this, I think I'd be fine. Like just sipping on it for like the rest of the evening. Like I think this is a nice presentable decent beer like you know if i was treating this beer pack as an advent calendar and i pulled this one out <clears throat> and had for the night as my one special beer i i would be okay with it like i would be like okay this that was special enough like and then so i'm not i'm not upset i'm not overwhelmed I'm not supremely like wow this was worth buying the full 12 pack but at least it wasn't a letdown. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It was kind of a letdown. This week's news. There wasn't much to it. Not much no, news I mean, this week. Do we, even, do we even need to go to the garden? No, no. It's already been brought in, the news. We, we It came off the trailer tree. We, we harvested Wait, it. Wait, so we have- in the... You're always bringing everything in from the garden. I thought we were always going out to the garden to get the news. Sometimes the news is so fresh we got to go out to the garden. This, I guess, this is pretty fresh. This came out. I today. mean, your news. We've been doing this news garden for fucking years, and I just learning that you're bringing the news in. For I always envisioned us going out to the garden to get the news together. Okay, we gather together. Yeah, we gather and then we bring it in. I thought is what was yeah, happening. Yeah. I never yeah, thought well, about us. This bringing is us it in. bringing it in now. Well, this okay. So this is a, a, a logistical problem for John because <laughs> if you're going to make a salad, you don't just go out to the garden and like eat your veggies. Like you, you go out there, you harvest, and then you bring it in. Yeah, yeah, but we're just going out there, and somebody's telling me what's happening. Star Wars next year. Oh. Thank you. I'm glad I came out to this garden. You think there's a person in the garden telling you, or is it? Like I thought the it scare- was the scarecrow is sitting up there, like posted up, and you're like, mm. "What it is, scarecrow?" And he's I like, just mm. always in, "I just always envision people aren't happy about DC going to the studios." Garden. Yeah, a lot of hearsay. I, all I know is when you're out in the garden, you're not supposed to tell the secrets because the potatoes have eyes and the corn has ears. Hmm. And the the far, farmer has a pitchfork. Is a bad guy. Mm, mm. Much like Anyways, James Gunn is a bad uh, guy. Oh, but no, he isn't. But maybe he is. But no, he isn't. He's. He, I don't think so. Again, that's a lot of that's all just like hearsay. I think people just being upset about not knowing what's happening with their favorite characters in movies. We're not talking about that, though. Something we're going to talk about is coming from a completely different entertainment company, HBO, who was partnered with Warner Brothers. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. John, John, what's John, you, brought this table. This? you brought this to the table from the news garden. From the news so, garden. Uh, so, uh, Westworld, which 
ended in August. Their latest season, which was then canceled shortly after, uh, has now been removed from HBO Max, as well as The Nevers, the Joss Whedon show, which the first half of the season aired in 2021. The second half was supposed to come out this year. Guess what? <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, Wait, a Joss the- Whedon show? Got canceled early? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, that never uh, that's, <laughs> I know. That has been re- that has been removed from um HBO Max. Uh The Minx, which was renewed for season two, has been removed, but I don't think they've officially said that it's been canceled. But you mm-hmm. can't watch the first season anymore. Uh, Love Life um, is another one that uh, season three just came out and had not been picked up yet but that show also has been another one of their their, their like cuts um, so it's just like laugh oh no um, but you still have like uh, House of the Dragon is so far still going uh, Euphoria and then the upcoming The Last of Us are still set to go. But it almost makes you think, like, it makes me think, because I was thinking the same thing with Netflix, was why would I get invested in these TV shows if I can never go back to them now, if they are, like, canceled or taken off? But, like, Netflix, like, you get invested in a show, and then all of a sudden it's canceled you know and you're just like oh i i'm gonna pose a different viewpoint on this though because with netflix yeah you could get invested in a show if it gets canceled it's still there for you it's still there yes like with how hbo is handling it and the article that you sent over that let us know about this says it looks like it's done because hbo doesn't want to continue paying residuals to the actors and the creators of these shows by having them still available to stream. Well, now you just can't watch it. And that's Mm -hmm. probably when they made that last batch of cuts about like everything that they had from Cartoon Network, like the weird random movies, like American pickle, like the Seth Rogen one. Like it's just to clear it off there. So they don't have to pay out those, you know, 32 cents. A month for, because someone was like, "Oh, I want to watch American Pickle." Just, yeah, seems kind of lame. Like, because this is something that we've kind of seen the opposite side of on the Disney Plus side of things, where companies been struggling. I mean, not struggling; like they're still doing well for themselves, but they're still sinking money into creating that new programming because they're trying to support this streaming service. And the best way to do that is to have content available for it whether it's new or old content and that's one of the things that i do like about disney plus is there's such a wide breadth of back catalog there that even if they did slow down making new things it'd be okay because i would still have well everything that i still need to catch up on to watch but mm-hmm. all that old stuff as well but it seems like Investors are now pushing towards like, hey, let's make these streaming services profitable. Before they would, you know, Paramount would just announce that they were lost like over a billion dollars this last quarter, and like just 
trying to get the streaming service up and running. Bobby Paycheck. Bobby, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chapek, not Paycheck. Oh. Uh, Bob Chapek. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought you were, I thought I you were you talking were... about Bobby uh, Money Order. <laughs> Bobby uh, Bob IOU. You know, one of the reasons he got, you know, rumor has it he got ousted was rumor because he it. was, uh, you know, Disney Plus came in as, you know, losing a bunch of money. And also he was trying to hide how much money it was losing by writing off like shows that were developed for Disney Plus under the Disney Channel instead. Like doing that kind of weird accounting stuff. Um HBO now is like trying to tighten up its belt. Netflix has like said that they, you know, they've constantly come under crisis for canceling shows after two to three seasons because they don't want to spend the money. They've canceled shows before like it premiered and then they go, it's canceled. Like they'll cancel it before it even premieres. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. So I think we're we're just entering in a new era of streaming where it's no longer being okay to operate as a loss, and, which is really strange because I think streaming services just, like in the past five years, just got the okay to actually produce their own original content and actually start spending money. Like before it was like, oh, they the big money was like in acquisitions of who, of what catalogs they could stream. Now and then, suddenly they're like, "No, no, we we can produce our own content," and that seemed cool, and everybody was happy with it because it was driving up subscriber numbers. But now the subscriber numbers for a lot of these places have been, you know, just flat. And that's true. But we did just see something happen too over on the Disney side of things, where a couple of weeks ago they showed the first two episodes of Andor on ABC one night. So they still have another way for them to take that content that they've already invested in and put out there to get people to subscribe or stay like subscribed to the streaming service for. Because mm-hmm. now, if they keep making all that content, well, now they can sell it off to, well, not networks, because it's probably still going to be on ABC, but they can package that for like terrestrial television mm-hmm. release. And have that be a thing for, you know, the people that might not be watching it or not subscribing on Disney Plus. Like, they can now get the advertising dollars because, oh, they're finally putting WandaVision on TV, like a special miniseries event, like this this coming August on ABC. Like, okay, well, people are going to watch that. Advertisers can advertise during it. Disney still gets that, that shed on something that they've already... Produced. Produced and spent that money on that. If you've already watched it, well, they kind of already got your money digitally, but now there's another revenue stream for it. Especially since they own ABC, so they can do that. And also the Disney Channel, and they can do it that way. And that kind of helps feed in, like, hey, if you like this content, we have more. The ads, there are going to be a lot of in-house ads during that. A new trailer for whatever else is coming out on Disney+. Plus, Like, oh, wow. They, if they you think Andor's great, have you seen Obi-Wan? Yeah. Wait until you see Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, if you love Andor, just get ready. Rogue One, now streaming <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Hey, do you wonder what that green little baby Yoda is on everything? We got the show for you. 
But we've seen it uh, with Apple TV Plus with uh, Ted Lasso. Like, that got picked up. You know, they sold off the uh, terrestrial rights to... Was it... I forgot who it was, but... Was it CBS? Anyways, it doesn't matter. But yeah, maybe... <coughs> they, they need to find a new revenue stream. And right now what we're seeing is... Oh, we're just going to add... You know, become ad-supported streaming. Netflix is going ad-supported. Disney Plus is going ad-supported. So, And I know not some of you discussed for the news, but people that use Roku as their like streaming box are upset because mm-hmm. the ad ad version of Disney Plus isn't available on it. Like if you want to watch Disney Plus on your Roku, you have to have like the full full subscriber version. Hmm. Doesn't affect me at all. But you know. Yeah, me I, either. I stream it from my phone. To my television. And something I streamed to my television today was the hot new release, the Across the Spider-Verse trailer from Sony. Um, Coming out this June, I was kind of let down when this trailer started because there was a nice touching moment between Miles and his mom. And then it was all just old footage. And I'm like, oh, they're just kind of repackaging the old footage just with like the new audio that they did. No, then like the last half of it is all just balls to the wall because it's spider-man he climbs up the walls get it Mm. that's a joke uh battle scenes with like a bunch of different all the balls of his feet to the walls i get it i get it yes took me a while oh looks looks really cool it took me a minute to get back into that animation style because everything looks it's different. Like, I don't want to say jittery, but just like the way some of the characters are animated, you can tell it's done to be like a shock of animation style so they can jump between uh, different animated mediums. It looks good. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Well, I did uh, notice it didn't say on it part one. So I don't know if they're still going to be doing that, like part one and part two, because I would have assumed like that would have been the, the getcha at the end where it's like, oh, across the Spider-Verse and then fades in part one. Yeah, no, I uh, I watched it with my son. Uh, Grayson loves Miles Morales. He loves the first Spider Verse movie. Um, we watch. He loves um, the Post Malone Sunflower song, so we listen to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watch the music video to it a lot, which is clips of the Spider Man show. So it hasn't uh, the frame of reference for that style hasn't. I, has been lost on me because I've seen it so far. <coughs> but yeah, it looks great. Grayson was pumped. Like, we got to the end of it, and he's like, and it's like, that comes out in June, bud. Uh, and he's like, oh, cool. Can I watch Sunflower? I'm like, yeah, let's watch the music video for Post Malone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was blown away by how good that movie is. The first one. I'm not a big fan of the animation style, but I did really enjoy that movie. Uh, Kate tried to watch it with me, and she hated the animation style. She kept on thinking that we should be putting on 3D glasses. She's like, "Wait, so should we?" It has so there has to be something wrong. She kept on thinking there was something wrong with it, like that the TV wasn't set up correct, that I had some sort of weird mode on, on the television that was making it look like, that way. And mo- like, oh. Motion blurring got turned off yeah. somehow. Yeah, and I'm like, no, this is this is this is the movie. 
this is I've heard people complain about it, so I know this is what what it has to look like. So I don't know. Um, I'm not any more excited to see this movie, but I'm not any less excited. I it actually I think maybe I'm a little bit more concerned because it just looked like a mess at the end with all those characters and the animation style being that messy for me. Um, I, I'm now that it's not going to just be like the core five spider people from the spider verse, but you're going to have all these spider people. Like I'm going to get lost in the, 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 uh, the spider into the spurt verse by like, okay, who am I looking at now? Am I actually looking at anybody or am I supposed to be in awe of all the different Spider-Men on, on screen? Yeah, you get to see you, get, you see the uh, bag man with the paper bag on his head. You see that version? Sorry, I just came back from getting my beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought you were saying something else. No, no that's, that's what I'm kind of saying. Like, okay, it, during those wide shots, should I be focused on any one thing? Am I going to lose the thread of the story because it's all shots of just... No, I think Look how cool you can see everybody. You're still going to have all of like your your focal Spider Men. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be your main ones, but I think there's going to be the inverted color Spider Man just in the background. Like those are going to be the ones that like it's going to be the, like the Easter egg videos. Like if someone catches them in that one panel, oh hey, this is a throwback to Spider Man number two thirty seven, where they drew the the lines on his costume the wrong way. Like it's going to be little stuff like that. I don't think you're going to miss anything by just sitting back and enjoying kind of the organized chaos of whatever's going to be going on in it. Yeah. But when will I see Red Sock Grant Morrison? Uh, never. Cause we created him. <sighs> if he does pop up in something though. Oh man. <laughs> we can't. HBO canceled it. Oh. Took it off. Took it off streaming. Oh, boo! <laughs> you know, we'll never see it again. You saw it for one for one instance. One instance. Yeah. But you That's know, what, the news, right? You know what we are going to see? John open up his next beer. I did. What is it? I don't. I know which one you grab next. Oh, uh, Cosmic Waffle. Okay, the Belgian style IPA. I, are we oh, taking a pause? Are, you, or are we talking about it? Yeah, we, yeah. Let's 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 talk about it. I was. Oh, I'll, I'll fill the space so you guys can sample it, and then once you start talking about it, I'll take a sip. That's how. That's Paul, how. Why don't you? Do this. Why don't you introduce it? Uh, this is a uh, cosmic waffle, the Belgian style IPA that we've already mentioned uh, from Clown Shoes, uh, part of their Twelve Beers of Christmas, and this is seven percent alcohol by volume, same alcohol by volume as the last one. And this is supposed supposedly, I'm guessing what makes it a Belgian style is probably a Belgian yeast uh, introduced into the IPA making process. <clears throat> um, I am getting that slight banana y, slight Belgian yeasty kind of flavor to it. That uh, farmhouse mm-hmm. horse blanket kind of blah, you know, not blah, but it's definitely yeah, I'm getting, there. I'm getting more banana, more, more, more farmhousey, but not horse blanket. Well, that's what, um, like, if you had, like, Henny Pin Cezanne, yeah. they would say, like, that has horse blanket. They call it a horse blanket taste with that you yeast. You tell me so your is it name, a blanket? Master, and I'll tell you mine. Is it a blanket for a horse, or <clears throat> did the horse make the blanket? 
Um, I think he made the blanket. You know, you just attach the the needles to the hooves, and he can. No, no, he he doesn't needle it. He just glues it together. Oh. Uh, but this is a modernized version of their OG Belgian recipe, uh, and this is adding azeka and cryo pop hops um, with hops uh, with honey malts and their classic Belgian yeast strain. So, so on the side of the can, yeah, man. This is again. This is fine. It's okay. Yeah. I like it I, again. This is. It's different enough where I'd be happy as this being a one-off for me to get this as a one-off. I'd be like, okay, that was interesting to surprise. Good. Decent. Fine. I mean, of the beers we've had, I would rather drink another can of the the Orangialis. But this is okay. But This is starting prefer, to grow on me, though. I don't know. I think I would just rather have like a, like a nice, big, full-bodied Belgian, not like a... A Belgian IPA. A Belgian IPA. Even though I have been saying I miss, I really wish that Ithaca box of <coughs> the box of Belgians, box of Belgians came back because there was a, a Belgian IPA that I really liked out of that. But is that the Fleur de Lis or whatever it was? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris, do you get um, Flying Dog down there? The some stuff. That's the one that has like all the Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, labels. Because I was going to say some of it. Uh, Raging Bitch is a Belgian IPA. That'd be something that we could maybe next episode or something all get and try. I'll have to do some research and see, but yeah, possibly. Uh, just throwing that out there because we have talked about how much we love Belgian IPAs, but we never really seek them out. And that's one that I know that it's out there and it's been out for years that we could actively, <laughs> easily grab and. Yeah, talk about. every time I see those flying dog cans and labels, I'm like, no, just no. Yeah, you don't like looking at no. uh, dog vagina and uh, <laughs> saggy boobs on a dog. No, you don't nope. like that. Nope. Nope. No, not, not available. Not available. Not appetizing. Okay, not never fan. mind then. But maybe so. I'll have it on the show. Yeah, Suckers. and maybe we'll get buy some comic books while we're. Talking about buying things during the show. Yeah. And Paul, Chris, what are you looking forward to buying? I was I'm looking forward to hearing what Chris is buying because Chris hasn't started anything yet. Yeah. Didn't I? Oh maybe. No, I, th- I, started, I thought I started I started this beer. He started, started the news last beer. He started the news. Gotcha. And then um, we took it away from him when we went out to the garden. Yeah. Well, I was going to head us into another list. The comic books we're picking up, December 21st, 2022. And I am looking forward to a book coming out from DC Comics. And this is Batman Urban Legends number two. I've talked about this book before on the podcast because I've picked up other things that have spun out of it or one-shots that were collected versions of this book. Um, but this is basically a Batman anthology book where each Issue is a few different stories collected together. Um, 64 pages, $7.99. Uh, this one uh, starts off a new two-part Nightwing story from Jamal Campbell, but then there's also three other short stories in this. Uh, one focusing on the Murder Club and the Court of Owls. Uh, another one with Arkham Academy, not not Gotham Academy. So these are young kids that are in Arkham Asylum going to school together. Uh, and then a anarchy story set in Gotham's past. 
Um, I'm not super familiar with any of the creators on this, but hey, you know what? 64 pages comics for $7.99. Some of the books that I'm really liking right now, like um, Sword of Asriel are spinning out of this book. The Tim Drake Robin book is spinning out of this. And as much as I don't like the art, that story actually had its roots in Batman Urban Legend. So I think this might be my dip my toes into Batman book because it's not Batman. It's basically a Batman family title, which I really dig. Yeah. John. Sounds good. Uh, I'm actually going back to a book that came out in November. Uh, issue two is coming out, I think either this week or next week, but it caught my attention. It looked interesting and uh, I'm going to pick up Gospel number 1 coming from Image Comics. Um, and this is a, a restless hero who ends up taking a uh, adventure from the devil and um, is set to set chaos in King Henry the VIII's uh, reign. Um, fantasy adventure... Uh, it, the covers look good. The artist's art looks nice. Like it's something that I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I missed this book, but I kind of want to pick it up. And now I have a reason to. Paul, I threw it to you before and you said, no, sir, I will not go. I throw it to you again. Will you receive my offering? I will take your offer this time because I have the book loaded up in front of me. And it's Stargirl, The Lost Children, uh, issue two of six. It's now a limited series. DC loves to do that, where, like, issue one, they don't tell you it's a limited series right on the cover. And then issue two, they like, oh, yeah, yeah, guys, it's 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 two. It's one of six that you just bought. You just didn't know it was only going to be of six. Uh, written by Jeff Johns, art by Todd Nowick. Uh and this is continuing on uh, Stargirl's after-school adventures that she's totally going to get in trouble for. Uh, hanging out with Red Arrow, trying to track down the lost Golden Age sidekicks, the kid sidekicks. So, I will say, Paul, on my digital cover of Stargirl Lost Children number one, <coughs> it oh, does is one of six limited series. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch it on, on number one. Because you said that, I was like, Something. I totally knew it was a limited series so oh yeah you're right it, it, it was i didn't realize it i must <clears throat> i'm sorry dc i'm drumming up fake uh fake, fake news over here <laughs> fake drama over this you know who did it though <laughs> it was me i'm the villain i'm the bad guy it's me um yeah but i'm looking forward to that book nonetheless And now, it's time for a dramatic reading from the Bagden Boardcast from The Approach, Issue 1, page 18, panel 3. Let's get him up on the table! (laughs) (laughs) And that was a dramatic reading from The Approach, Issue 1. I didn't look at the page... I leaned back in my chair, I closed my eyes, and I waited for to be taken away. <coughs> and boy, was I not expecting what I got. You rose to the top with the cream. 
Some, oh. Sometimes it's fun to go in blind. I don't know what yeah. voice I was going to do for that guy until came go time. And if you want to see that panel, go check it out over on our Instagram page. We put all of our stuff up on our Instagram page, whether it's the dramatic readings, the pics for the list, or the episode artwork that we do for this here show now. I'm not ready for the next beer. Do you want to do it like midway through the bracket? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, we'll go through I'm, the bracket. This is a... This is not a I guzzler. Have to get blood tomorrow, so I'm taking a sip of each one. Basically, I'm not going to get through any of them. They're going to go into the fridge to have after you give blood. Yeah, like the day after. Smart. They'll, they'll be Smart. Fine. He's they'll... going to be drinking it as soon as he's walking out of like the donation center, just throwing the cans at the pavement. <laughs> I when I when I'd give blood, they'd always be like, "Oh, no exercise," and I was like, "I'm going to the gym to lift weights." And they'd always be like, please don't do that. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <coughs> Killing me. Yeah. Killing me with that joke. That was good. Thank you. It was, That's gonna head you, his, head the listeners in. couldn't see, but I was pumping my arms like I was lifting weights really fast. I thought you were lashing yourself across the back. You're oh, penitent yeah. for your sins. I do do that, too. No, I was using the, the, <laughs> the bags of blood attached to the... <laughs> Attached to that. <laughs> is it my own blood? Is it the blood that just filled out of the bag? Nobody knows. Okay. <laughs> Even I knew that I was going too far because I was saying it mid sentence, and I'm like, eh. But nobody else knows, Paul. Yeah. Anyways, main topic. Talked about it up at the front of the show. This is going to be our holiday movie bracket where we're going to be picking some of our favorite movies or shows or specials from our. Uh, 12 Days of Bagged and Board holiday watch list that we've done over the past couple years. Uh, we're each going to be picking four. We're going to be picking two at a time to pit them up one against each other. Uh, and then we'll be talking our way through until we have the ultimate holiday watch movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, John, you've said you're not a big holiday movie fan. So I'm excited to see, or hear, which two movies you have going up against each other first. Uh, so I'm going to have Trading Places, the great Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy movie, and Joe Dante's Gremlins. Uh, because these are movies that I picked for the list that I know you guys have seen and have a frame of reference for. Um <clears throat> Yeah, uh, trading trading places uh, is probably one of those holiday movies I love seeing. I love seeing beaten up, drugged out, drunk Dan Aykroyd in a dirty Santa suit when he lifts uh, a salmon that he stole from a rich party up through the beard and takes a bite, and then has to pull the hair out of his mouth as he's sitting on the bus. Uh, I love that scene so much. I don't know why. It cracks me up every time. Just thinking about it, I got a big smile on my face. Um, yeah, and then Gremlins uh, takes place during Christmas. Yeah, Gizmo's given to Billy by his dad for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, there's Christmas lights and Christmas trees. And, uh, yeah. And that girl that doesn't like Christmas because her dad died. 
in yeah. the chimney. Yeah, Phoebe Cates, man. Anyone else would have went real dark with that, but somehow she still makes it like light and bright. That you're like years later, you're like, wait a minute, her dad's dead in the chimney. I never got that as a kid. She just seemed like a little down. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, she was a little down because her dad couldn't get. All couldn't get down. down. I-, I love that. Like a bell just went off when you were saying that. <laughs> She couldn't get ding. Uh, my vote here, I'm going to go with trading places because who doesn't love for the holidays some insider insider trading like a uh, a pump and dump uh, a scheme to to get uh, to get the holidays going. Uh, it's over OJ. Yeah, concentrate. Orange juice. That concentrate. So the only reason I cared about orange juice concentrate and why if I ever go through like a frozen section at a supermarket, if I see the cans of concentrate, just, it just sparks that memory in my mind. Um, John, before you go, I am going to go next because this yep. is going to now make you the tiebreaker. Because for me, yep. I have to go Gremlins. This was not just one of my favorite like Christmas movies as a kid, but one of my favorite movies, period. Like I... Absolutely love this because this was the same thing that I liked about Ghostbusters, where it was fun, but then still a little bit gross and scary. And I might have like covered my eyes during some of those gross and scary parts, but as a whole, I still really loved that movie and still resonated with me. So I'm going Gremlins. Uh, as much as I do love Gremlins, and of course I picked it for the uh, the the Twelve Days of Christmas that we did. I have to say, I got to go trading places because off show, I've kind of let you two know that I'm a little bit of a Scrooge, but (sighs) this, this is one of those movies that like, I'd love to sit and watch in front of a fireplace when it's snowing out and it's Christmas trees up. For some reason, this is actually like trading places. It's like a Christmas movie (laughs) that I really uh, somehow connect to. Hmm. Now, John, can I ask, maybe, do you think, possibly, if you let Christmas, like, build up and, and anticipate, and you don't open up any presents before Christmas, maybe if you made it more of a singular event? No. Would it, would maybe you would... No. Hold, I know, Paul, it drives <laughs> you nuts that my wife and I give each other our birthday and Christmas presents early sometimes. Like, y- y- you got... This year's coming up, your birthday present. Last birthday. Like, it was crazy to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I love that, like, it, it was, it was, Caitlin saw that it was physically bothering you, so then she's like, well, I'm just going to have him open more presents in front of Paul. <laughs> uh, like, but let it be a thing. Let it be an event. Uh, I think I, that some of that is my wife and I, are kind of like gift givers where we get really excited that we want the other person to open the gift. So we'll give it ahead of time. Um, and there's been times too, like I like to read, my wife likes to read and we both were talking about, well, you know, if you got that book, blah, 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 the new one comes out. So I'd like to get that book. And I'd be like, I got it for you here. You can have it. And she's like, Oh, here, here's the next Parker novel for you. And, we would then open them up and then sit and read together in the in the room. Like, 
I don't know. Like it, it's already yeah. bought. It's just sitting there. You know, like <laughs> we've my also dad- done that here, though. Like where it's the thrill of giving someone something. Like you still know it's a Christmas present. Like it's just like, hey, like I'm, I'm excited to give this to you. I'm excited for you to get this. Like, yeah, I got. Here's, my- here's one early. Do you want? Do you want, do you want to see what I got you for Christmas? Like. I like it being part of an event. You know, guys, you guys, I don't know if you know, but Paul, I like an event. You, you do like an event, but Paul, that that one little like sporadic moment makes that day an event now. Yeah, it's an early. It's like early, Christmas came early. And then I get Christmas again. No. <laughs> Two Christmases? Two Christmases? I, I feel like I get Christmas out if I get too much, you know, Christmas too early. Um, that's why I like to start off with my holiday movies, like something that's not very holiday-ish. And that's why I go with The Fellowship of the Rings. You know, but I feel like it's a very... It, it, the theme of it is very Christmassy. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's, like I said, in the uh, 12 Days of Beg and Board Smiths, or Begs and Board Christmas, or whatever we called it. Uh, this movie is all about having faith and having that faith in something be you know be proven you know we you know gandalf has faith in humans we we they had faith in each other you know the whole fellowship um and that being rewarded having faith in something rewarded so um and i want that to go up against also a movie about having faith in something and you know believing in something and having that rewarded miracle on 34th street I knew exactly where you were going with that as soon as you said <clears throat> Because, uh, you know, there's a movie about Santa Claus coming to New York City because he's unsure whether or not the, the message of Christmas still holds true. You know, that people actually believe in Santa Claus anymore and, and whether or not he should retire. And he's willing to give, give it all up and, like, spend the rest of his days in an insane asylum because he's like, well... You know, if these two people don't believe in me, then what's the point? But then, oh, wily, wily uh, lawyer, young lawyer, comes up with a way to prove that he is the one true Santa Claus. Look at not all these just, letters! Yeah. Not, not that he just believes that he's Santa Claus and that, you know, he's, he's fine and not dangerous. No. The state of New York deems that he was the one true Santa Claus. And then a great trial scene. Great trial scene. And then he went out and stabbed a bunch of people. So (laughs) he's like, you can't do anything to me. I'm 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 Santa Claus. (laughs) Santa Claus. Blitzen. Uh, So here's the thing. I was going to be like, Paul, Lord of the Rings, it's not a Christmas movie. I'm going to have to X that right out. But it is. Like, it is. We went and saw all of them. Yeah. I sat behind the McGowan family, Paul's whole family, for The Hobbit. All of a sudden, I was like, I know this. I know this shit, this whole line of people. Here. <laughs> the whole line. The whole line of people. All right. I know this is usually the kind of thing that we save for off the show or like in when Paul's not here, but... 
Don't you think it's weird that Paul's whole family is basically just the Wookiees from the Star Wars Christmas special? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the whole movie, they were all just, like, yelling back and forth to each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's how we asked to pass the popcorn. We don't want to... We just make quick, guttural noises to not disrupt everybody. We make them so low that it sounds like the bass coming from it. That's why we love going to see... The new movies from um, the guy that directed Christopher Batman, Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Because it blends right in. Nobody hears us. Um, uh, but I also don't like Miracle on 34th <laughs> Street. Well, so I gotta throw my hat to Lord of the Rings. Paul, what's your pick going to be out of curiosity? No, well, no, I'm, he's the tiebreaker. So if I'm you, the tiebreaker. I picked it, so you, you gotta. You, we both do ours. Okay, Chris. so then yeah, you're not a, you're not a tiebreaker because I'm going with Lord <laughs> of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring too. Because yeah. basically everything you said is true. Like yes, they're not Christmas movies to John's point, but these are up. the movies that my mom and I used to go to on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Like that's what we would do. Like I've worked in retail now for 22 years. And Christmas Day is the one day that I know <clears throat> I am always going to have off because, luckily, all the malls are closed on that day. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, that was like the hey, let's get together as a family and do something because most of the other time in the lead up, we even talked about it in the pre-show. Like holiday time is usually really difficult for me to record like we've been pretty lucky this year but there's been years where we basically like gave up recording the podcast for a month and a half um but lord of the rings again like it's not just about bringing together the fellowship to deliver the ring to mordor it was about bringing people together to go to the movies and we're actually this year is the 20th anniversary of two towers coming out and it's very much the same thing like that movie was what we did on Christmas Day, like 20, 2002. I was going to say 2002. That just sounded, that felt weird as I was about to say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and that and um, I always gave my, my aunt, who is a Tolkien scholar, uh, I would give her the extended editions for Christmas. So every christmas we would watch those and she would bring the first one when i gave her the second one and she'd bring this first and second one when i gave her the third one <coughs> yeah, like, and we would marathon those movies all day during during that chris not maybe exactly on christmas day but that christmas extended week where my family was all in the house <coughs> and don't yeah, name a better christmas song than Bum, bum, bum. I thought you were, yeah. were going to do Final Countdown. <laughs> I know, I, I'm a horrible singer. I can't match any pitch at all. Uh, but no, well, yeah, Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. For for those many years that that was coming out, like that was something to do for <clears> Christmas <throat> and on Christmas. Uh, my mom's birthday is near Christmas. Um so, like, when The Hobbit came out, her one thing, what she wanted to do for her birthday was go see The Hobbit as a family. So we all got together, got tickets, and 
lo and behold, John John was there. John with his dad and his sister were, uh, and yeah. was Caitlin with us? Maybe Caitlin. Caitlin was with us, sitting behind you guys. No. No? No. That was pre-Caitlin. Yeah, it would not have been Caitlin. That was probably in Lisa territory. No, no, the hob- the Hobbit is when we the sat Hobbit. behind you. Yeah, yeah. I, but yeah, I, 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 I think don't we think were, the Hobbit came out. We were. It was the ho- I think uh, the second Hobbit movie we saw at Christmas time, and we sat behind mm-hmm. you. Okay. That would make more sense because I first Hobbit came out. Yeah, when, uh, like 2000, Des- 2012. Yeah, Desolation of Smog came out two thousand thirteen. So 2014. 2014 is the start of Caitlin, right? It is, Paul. Yes, it, it is. So it was, I, I guess I saw the third movie with my wife. So I guess it was just my father and my sister and I that sat yeah. behind you. And I think so, it was the second company. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite part was in the theater, me going, Hey, McGowan's! And they all turned around and were like, yes? Oh, hi, John. <laughs> all in unison. And then when we were leaving... <laughs> Except they didn't ensure you, because I was like... Oh. <laughs> and then as we were leaving, I went, bye, McGowan's, from across the parking lot. And they all turned again and were like, bye, John. <laughs> and then they all filed into Christmas. the clown car. <laughs> With a big wave. <laughs> Yeah. Only the lucky, the, only the favorites get to ride in the car. I have to ride on the car. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where would mm. I? Wolf. Where would I be, Paul? Oh, you'd be. I'd be in the car. McGowan <laughs> favorite, John Weatherwax. <laughs> My mom still asks, "How are John and Chris doing?" Hey, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing well for ourselves. We're doing well. Uh. All right, Chris. Your My two picks. picks. All right, I'm going to piggyback off of your pick with uh, Lord of the Rings with another holiday-ish movie. Uh, only difference: this one does have a focal scene of it that does take place during Christmas, and this is going to be Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And for all the reasons we previously listed for Lord of the Rings. Um, movie came out during that time. It was released November 13th. So right in the lead up to Christmas, those strong ties of, you know, bringing people together. Uh, but with the added bonus of, Hey, a good chunk of this movie takes place at Christmas time because everybody's gone for the holiday. So the kids are, are allowed to get into some trouble searching around Hogwarts to solve a mystery. Um, I think I, to this day, uh, ABC Family or Freeform, it, as it's called now, I think they still play all the Harry Potter movies during their twenty-six days of Christmas or whatever. However many days they're up to on Freeform now, I think these are still in like that rotation of like, hey, it's Christmas time. You're going to have friends. You're going to have family over. You're going to be wrapping presents. This is kind of what you should be sitting down to watch. I think this is still a part of that. I think. It's Freeform lost it a few years ago, and now it's part of sci-fi in that group of uh, 
television networks because they do a Back to Hogwarts every year now where they marathon it during Labor Day weekend. Mm. Mm. But uh, you can stream them all on Peacock. So, uh, yeah. And what's what's Harry Potter going up against? I'm sorry. Um, sorry, I was actually trying to pull up the the freeform 25 days of Christmas. Oops, and I do not want your pop up just to just to confirm. But yeah, a lot of lot of Santa buddies in here, guys. Ooh, Santa buddies. <laughs> that sounds like a it. fun like 90s slacker. They just get out of college. They don't know it's what Santa buddies. They were going Oh, is there going to Santa Con for the first time oh, maybe. in New York City? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. You know, where uh, they're just going to get free drinks think, from bars think just up Real science meets Ski Patrol. Maybe the Santa Buddies make a Santa. No. Okay. Um, so, Paul, you kind of said something. We had Elevator Pitch three episodes. Oh, man. I think, like, next next year we got to bring back Christmas specials that we write Santa Buddies. Santa Buddies. Um, except that's already a Disney dog movie. Um, Paul, when you were talking about Lord, um, Lord of the Rings and then moving into Miracle on 34th Yeah, but we Street, spell Santa said, buddies. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you said some stuff that really resonated with me and about how both Fellowship and Miracle on 34th Street are about having your faith be proven and that faith being rewarded. Uh, which, like I said up at the front of the show, I think the movie that proves this the most with faith being rewarded and you know your faith being proved uh human centipede guys it's (laughs) a german scientist having faith that he can't sew three people together no obviously i'm I'm like that wasn't picked as one of the 12 days in bank broadcast you're breaking the rules i saw an opening and i stitched a mouth to it paul Um, no, I'm going to go with that, something a lot more straightforward. And this was actually good. One of, I'm sorry, but that was thank, really good. Thank you. Uh, and this is actually going to be what was originally my number one pick for the first time we did the 12 Days of Bang Board. And this is the new holiday classic, Elf. Like, this movie's been out for years now, but this has made it into a constant holiday rotation. Not just for me, but on television as well. Um when Yanni and I went to the theme park today, we went to Walt Disney World. Um, I was wearing my elf t-shirt that has a picture of Buddy on it, and underneath it says, Raised by Elves. I had multiple people comment like, oh, hey, were you raised by elves? I'm like, yeah, everyone's shorter than me. Um, but then also <laughs> when we were at Hollywood Studios, they had like the Santa motorcade come down the streets and there's like, you know, reindeer dancing and Santa in the back of a car waving to people. He pointed at me and he was like, I like your shirts. Uh, it's like, well, real recognizes real. And I think <laughs> elf is as real as it gets. There's so much fun to this movie. It's, I think of all the more recent Christmas movies to come out. And again, this came out like, 20 years ago now maybe I think this hits all those notes in the kind of way that it's meant to be a send up of like that holiday Christmas special and poke fun at it just because it's so saccharine sweet 
but it's meant to be, but it still executes it so well that you can't help but have it still resonate. Like, I'm, I'm a softie, so I'll tear up during dumb stuff all the time. But when uh, all the people are sitting around New York City and, like, the closet beaters dropped on Santa's sleigh and they need to start singing to bring back the cheer, yeah, that, that, that moment makes me a little bit misty. Yeah, I mean, this is the movie that replaced A Christmas Story on just, oh, we're just going to run this 24 hours a day for four days, five days, whatever they would do. Like, mm-hmm. it was just that, yeah, what does it play? People love it. People can just hop on any, they can hop in and out anytime they want. They know it's playing. And, uh, and, and also, if we didn't have Elf, who knows, we probably would have had, uh, Mandalorian, because this is, again, what proved John Favreau can uh, do movies and do special effects. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, a fun, classic movie. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's one of those ones that if I walked into a room and it was playing on TV, I would be like, oh, I need to sit down and watch this. Like, I can watch 10 minutes. I can watch the whole thing. I can just sit oh, but, and enjoy this Bob, movie. Bob Newhart as... Buddy's, Buddy's dad, like, yeah, fantastic. He just steals the scenes he's in. Uh, so, Paul, what's your pick between these two? I don't really love, like, Will Ferrell's a hard sell for me. Like, I can take him in small doses. I think I've only seen Elf once all the way through, and then just parts of it ever since, and... I don't know. I just don't get the fascination with it, though I think I do need to now go back because it has been like 19 years to go back and try it again just because it has that staying power. Maybe maybe now I, I, I would like Will Ferrell a little bit better because he <coughs> isn't so dominant. You know, he was a, like, the thing, you know, coming out of SNL. He was, oh, Will Ferrell, he was doing all, you know, he was, yeah, he was everywhere, everywhere at that time. I get that. Um, so maybe now that I, I, I've gotten you know past that and kind of gotten over myself a little bit, maybe I could you know sit back and enjoy it. Uh, but for now, I have to give it to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, this is the, the that whole movie franchise is what Kate wants to watch coming out of Halloween into Thanksgiving. She's like, no, this is. This is it. This is the lead up to the holiday season. We see Hagrid cry up in the Christmas tree and dragging it in. This is that movie's franchise series. Like, this is. And then once Halloween hits, she's like, okay, now we can watch Nightmare Before Christmas. And now, then now we can continue to watch Harry holiday. Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone because there's a scene that takes place in Halloween. Boom. It's a movie for all seasons, guys. So, it, like, it, it's like one of those things. Like, as soon as Halloween's over, that's when we start watching Harry Potter again. Strangely enough, early September, we also watch Harry Potter because that's back to school back season. Back to school. Yeah. Yep, back to Hogwarts. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. John, your pick was yeah. Elf? My pick's going to be Elf, but I okay. I do want to say, like, it's a tight... It's tight between Harry Potter because Harry Potter is one of those ones, again, we would... We would somebody would get one of the DVDs for Christmas after the movie came out. So we would watch those 
during that Christmas season. So they do have a Christmas feel to them as well. And I'm grouping all the Harry Potter movies together with that. Because um, <clears throat> I do that. I just group movies into packages. Yeah, you group all, <laughs> all movies together. All that. movies. Um, but I just, I think Elf has just one of those, it's one of those ones that you cannot deny that it is a Christmas movie. It bleeds green and red. Like, yeah, it's Christmas. Just the beginning where it's, it the cl- starts off. In the claymation. Like the- yeah. Claymation style, like yeah. Uh, uh, all that being said, I I love me some Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, I saw the movie before I actually read any of the books, and it was after that that like I started to like devour the books and got like super amped for everything else coming out. And at that point, I think Goblet of Fire was the next book coming out. So I read all three of like the, not like that's some sort of gargantuan task for their kids' books. Like it was fine to read three of them, um, and then I went to the midnight release for Goblet of Fire. Um, I have a Harry Potter tattoo. I have multiple pieces of Harry Potter memorabilia on my Christmas tree. We have multiple Ravenclaw and Harry Potter ornaments, but I have to say, like. Elf, like for those very reasons, I think I could sit down and watch Harry Potter any time of year, and it would still have that same resonance. But Elf, like it just it hits. Like when we went to um, the Grand Floridian Resort to visit the Gingerbread House, the guy that was working in the Gingerbread House that was like selling the snacks, like he saw my my shirt and was like, "Oh, how many." How many times have you watched it so far this year? And I was like, actually none. Like I have to watch like the week of Christmas. Like it's it's my Christmas movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like multiple people just from wearing a, a t shirt for Elf, like commenting on it. I wear Harry Potter stuff like three days out of the week, and nobody says anything. I'm taking this, I'm taking this as a note. Wear more Elf merchandise. <laughs> oh, I feel like I need to send you a Bill's shirt. I would. Hey. Go Bills. Go Bills. That Dawson Knox touchdown, man. Dude. Mwah. He over. He flipped over and he did like a Black Widow like move and took someone else down with him. Loved it. Uh, but do you want me to like rotate back through yeah. my picks? Are you going to sneak this or do you want yeah, to start again? Let's sneak it. You, you do your okay. next two. Um, My next one is going to be a little bit of a... Much more on the... Uh, holiday special side of things um i've been a big supporter and promoter of this and this is disney's prep and landing this is about wayne and lanny two of the elves that are part of santa's prep and landing team so these are the elves that are making sure not a creature is stirring uh you got your milk and cookies out uh to make way for santa to to come down that chimney I, it's short. I think the first special is only maybe like twenty-two minutes. 50, okay, I was gonna say it's like only like fifteen to twenty minutes. Like it's super short. This came out on I want to say it was ABC or ABC Family originally when it was released. I bought the DVD of it's the Totally Tinsel Collection that has Prep and Landing and then Prep and Landing Two on it, just because I wanted to have them for. Watching and now that they're just available on Disney Plus, makes it fantastic. 
Um, at the last store that I worked at, we had a Blu-ray player and a TV set up in our break room. And for Christmas, like, a bunch of people brought in holiday movies. Uh, I brought in Elf, but I also brought in Prep and Landing because it was something that was short enough that I was able to just put the DVD on, <laughs> on repeat. And people were able to just, like, sit there and watch the whole thing. On their lunch break. On their, like, mm-hmm. on their, like 15-minute break or, like, if they were taking a half, like, they could watch it. And, you know, pe- people dug it. Uh, nice. A lot of fun. Highly recommended if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, the next one's a giant in the ring, though. I just wanted to talk about Prep and Landing because I love it. Um, Home Alone, guys. Also directed by Chris Columbus, who did Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. But, man, Home Alone is the Christmas movie for people that don't like Christmas movies, I think. Because it's a Christmas movie, yes, but it's still just stupid fun. It, it just kind of takes place at Christmas. Um, everything Kevin goes through, the wet bandits, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci are are the stars of that movie. Like I know it made Kelly Culkin a name, but mm-hmm. man, I came out of that movie feeling like, eh, I want to know more about Harry and Marv. What's their origin story? Maybe that's a Christmas special. I don't know, guys. Um, and then you saw Joe when Pesci Harry, uh, when Harry a man with, a, with a pen in a bar. Wait a second. Are they <laughs> Santa buddies? Oh. No. Um, See, and I was going to say, but we spell Santa buddies with a pot leaf. No, I'm not Please. interested at all. I, no? do not care for that type of humor. I find it reductive. Plus... Reductive, good sir. None of us are really uh, hot guys. We really wouldn't be able to write that. No. But I've I seen enough stupid stoner comedy to know word. what would... Because that's all you need to... T- it's reductive. Yeah, like... Anyways. Home Alone. Thanks, Paul. You you killed it for Uh, Killed it. Unfortunately, I've never seen Prep and Landing. Uh, I looked at it. You have a son. I have a son that's turning four. Like, this would be the time for him to actually, like, looking at it, I said, oh, actually, uh, we'll probably watch this coming up. Like, this week, these evenings, like, we'll probably sit down and maybe watch some stuff. I tried to get him to watch um, The Grinch, like the animated Grinch that just came out. Hmm. And he wanted to watch... Wait, not the Boris Korloff one? The one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes. Uh, Just because it would be a a cartoon style that he's used to. And Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it would be interested in him. And he just, he wanted to watch Adam's Family 2. Uh, when they go on vacation. So, mm-hmm. my son has some uh, bizarre priorities, but I don't think he understands Christmas yet in the season, but I think Prep and Landing would be fun for him to watch. Seeing that I haven't seen it, I'm going to have to go with Home Alone. And like I said too, Chris, like Home Alone's a juggernaut. Like When that movie came out, we were of the same age as Kevin McAllister. Like. Yeah. You could see yourself it being you. I never would have survived the way he survived. I wouldn't have mousetrapped those burglars like he did. Uh, 
so kudos to him in that regard. But but also, you wouldn't have cared that your family was going to Paris for Christmas. You're like, uh, I've been like, I'm over this. Oh. I gotta be in a plane with you. I don't want to sleep in the same room as Fuller. He wets the bed. Yeah. John John would wet the bed first to assert dominance. <laughs> I would. That's the kind of man John is. Absolutely. Marked it. Direct eye contact the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Fuller, what you going to do now? What are you going to do, Fuller? I'm going to go with prep and landing. Uh, one, because my dad actually really enjoys prep and landing. Like, I was over and he, I think he owns the DVDs of it. Nice. Because that's how I've seen it. Um, and it's fun. It's, it, it's a cute story. It's much better than the home invasion story of Home Alone, where those two bandits would have been killed 27 different times over. There's no surviving that. Um, it's... It's, I don't get very Christmassy vibes a, from it. It's a kids' movie, though. Like, yeah. I mean, it is Christmassy in the way that it takes place at Christmas, which you know mm-hmm. is a low bar to clear. But then, yeah. also, it does teach Kevin about family and like, oh, like I can be self sufficient, but I, you know, I miss my family. You know, he he helps that old man reconnect with his family too. Any. Any praise to God and Santa to bring back his uh, family. Santa gives him a tic tac. I hope I'm going home alone. Like I just wanted to talk about prep and landing in case you haven't listened to the Twelve Days of Begging Board. Um, it's a lot of fun, and I think it's a great addition to to your family's watch list. But man, Home Alone can't can't be beat. But who knows? Maybe it can be beat in this. Stay tuned, dear listener. Yeah. And uh, who hasn't opened up? Chris, your turn to, to talk about the beer. Uh, Paul, you got this one ready to go? Yeah, this is uh, Clown Shoes. This is Blake. I'm Paul. starting it off. I was just asking if you had Paul. it. So I wanted to make sure I thought you... you... Chris, I thought you threw it to me when you said, Paul, you got this ready to go. It's John making said, sure... Hey, I'm going to throw it to you, Chris, since you have an open one. And I was like, Paul, do you have You've this one? You've seen me drinking from Paul, it. you well, said you got multiple cans it. open that you're drinking from all of them. And, Paul, all these cans look the same. Like, they're literally all... all this one's blue. Yeah, they're all they're blue. They're all blue, Paul. <laughs> Paul, which one is the... Which one is the <laughs> this one This one's greenish blue. Which one am I drinking? <laughs> this one's dark blue. They're all blue. Anyways, uh, thank you for confirming you have the beer sir yeah. uh so our final beer for the evening and then what is also the final beer of the clown shoes 12 beers of christmas is the blakehorn yule dragon and this is a spiced imperial stout uh nine percent abv is i know we've had other nine percent beers from this pack but is this the highest nine percent of the nine percents that were in there I don't know. I don't know if anyone had like, like we had some hard bigger nights where available. it was like a nine percent and like an eight percent, like all in a row, like in the middle there. Um, but no, yeah, I, yeah. This is a big boy. This is a big boy, and we again, like it's hard to talk about these beers in a vacuum because a lot of the stuff we have discussed previously for like the last like four weeks, but we always kind of circle back to the fact that Clown Shoes does their darker beers 
better or stronger. And I think right on my first sip of this, I was like, okay, yeah, like this is a wonderful Imperial stout. And then it's got that nice little just all hit of like that cinnamon spice, like that nutmeg on the back end, a like little hint of it. Like it's not overpowering. It's not. And a lot of like the Blakehorn, because they have other versions of like Blakehorn, like that's just their Imperial stout. And then whatever it's brewed with or aged in defines like the back half of the, uh, the naming convention. Uh, this one does not seem as boozy as some of those other ones that we've had, but still 9%. Like it's not anything to turn your notes up at. I, I really like this one. I, I think this might be my favorite from the pack, but I'd have to look back through everything else. But I think this is a great balance of that stout and that spice. Uh, I think 100% it's the best beer out of all three boxes of clown shoes and also, that we've done in three it, years. It's spiced. This makes it a Christmas beer. Makes it a Christmas an official beer. Christmas beer in the Christmas pack. Um, and the spice isn't overpowering, but just as a stout, it's really nice stout. Like I enjoy this. Um, the blade corn ones that I've had have all been barrel aged. I think there was like blade corn and another one that was blended together, just blade, blade corn, unicorn, barrel aged. Like I've had several and they're always good. And I think Clown Shoes does do their darker, bigger beers the best. And they're barrel aging. I think they do their barrel aging the best. The rest of their beers, every time we have these, I always go, yeah, they're, they make okay beers, but they're nothing ever really to write home about until you get into those darker beers or their barrel-aged stuff. Paul, do you remember the the Billionaire? It was like a barley wine aged in cognac, and it was like yeah. raisiny. It was absolutely delicious. Like Their barrel stuff that they do are, are fantastic. Um, and this is good. This is the best out of, I think the three boxes that we've we've had of this but definitely the best out of the 12 of their their 12 days of christmas or beers of christmas whatever you call it it is good it is cinnamony it's really giving me big dark of the moon uh vibes see i it's not i don't think it's as ramped up as i yeah i don't think it's it's dark of the moon. like i think it's a lot more like that dry stout forward yeah, and then like that, that sprinkle that of cinnamon. cinnamon on the back end. Yeah, the cinnamon spicy. I feel like I had a stone like, chocovesa, like a little bit left in my glass, and then I poured another stout in. And it's just like mm-hmm. to me, I just get like a hint of those spices. I'm getting a lot. Of Are you spices. getting a lot of the spices? I'm getting get a lot of the spices. spices. I got a lot of the spice. It's good. It's it's. It's right up there with, uh, I think Dark and the Moon is a little bit more cinnamon, a little bit better than this. Uh, the Chocavesa, I would put above both of those. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is these. This is really good. Like again, all three of these, if I were to open it up and had just one out of them, I would have been happy. Power rankings, though, is definitely the Lake or Yule Dragon. Then the, um, Tangerine, or the Aurora Orgialis, and then the Cosmic Waffle. I, I agree, Paul, 100%. Yeah. 
I would uh, agree as well. It's a Christmas miracle. We all agree. I wish these three beers were mixed into the other days. Though. Yeah, like I would. I think I would have been more impressed. Like there was a couple days that we were like, Meh. that first day was rough. The second day was okay. The third day was Meh. again. It's a, I have to look at the list because I don't remember. Um, first day was Ranger Games, the quad. Oh, like the Royal Standard, the Wee Heavy. That one was good. That was all right. Yeah. Um, second day was the Space Cake Double IPA, the Coconut Sombrero Mexican Stout, which I really liked, and then the Baked Goods mm-hmm. Pale. Uh, the third week was the Swagger Red Lager, the Burnt Caramel Brown Ale, and the uh, Lucha Cerveza, which I like the Brown Ale, like the Burnt Caramel the most. I like but... that Red IPA. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, looking, again, looking back, an- another year, another Clanchu's 12 beers of Christmas. I I do think for, like, the 24 bucks, it's not bad. Like, $2 for a Blakehorn Yule Dragon? Like, I, that's a good price. $2 for a Reindeer Games? All right, I don't like that beer, but I don't feel like I got taken for for paying that. I, I do think... This this is still like a worthwhile buy, just due to the price and the variety. Because the three of us can drink it together. And I, I do like that too. It's the, like, the human centipede of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on trying to make it a thing. Um, I don't know. I think <coughs> I, when you listen to all those beers, I think these three beers are solid, and then like one. Out of each, like maybe yeah. so, there's maybe seven, seven really solid beers in the total. So you got five duds. Yeah, I think each week we did three of the beers. I think there was one that I was like, yeah, I, I really like this one, um, and I think that's still better odds than picking up like any other sampler pack, especially because most other samplers you pick up aren't like advent calendar style. So you're going to have like multiples of the same, like. The fact that they're doing like twelve different beers, I think, is still cool and kind of bears bears some mentioning. Yeah. All right, Paul, your right. your two movies. All right, uh, I have these two now, Christmas movies, no doubt. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, a movie that I didn't see until my young adulthood in my 20s uh, with my buddy Eric and going up against, you know, it's a Chevy Chase, yeah, Chevy Chase classic. Um, Also directed by, uh, what's the guy's name? Ramos? No, he didn't do it. No, but it's written by uh, the guy that did all the, you know, uh, high school movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, all those kind of things. Uh, pretty in pink. Uh, he uh, wrote uh, um, Home Alone. Um, what's his name? Uh, John Hughes. John Hughes. John Hughes. The John Hughes film. Uh, Chris Columbus was originally going to direct this, and then he didn't get along with Chevy Chase, so then he went and did Home Alone instead. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> That's. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's true because really? they mention it in uh, the movies that made us the Home Alone episode. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I- interesting. I, 
So I mean, I'm not John surprised Hughes came by back. that because that was going to be my joke. Is like when I said like that's not Chase. It's going to be like it's just nobody likes Chevy Chase. Because just so like John Hughes came back to, to direct this but, one, even though he wrote both. Wow. Because just listening yeah. to the uh, interviews with people from Community, like he was just a nightmare on that show, which is sad because that show made me be like, wow, Chevy Chase is. He's still got it. He's still funny. But apparently everyone was just struggling working with him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and that movie's going to go up against another uh, very classic Christmas movie, Love Actually, which stars, uh, you know, basically every British actor. Bill Nye. Uh, Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Uh, Liam Neeson. Um Hugh Grant, um, M- Emma Watson, not Emma, Emma Thompson. <laughs> you, yeah, I think Thompson. you did that the last time you talked about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you said Emma Watson. <laughs> Emma Thomas Thompson. Um, everybody. Everybody's in it. It's all about uh, falling in love during the holidays and what love means and recognizing what love you have. And Paul, um, Paul likes it because it's kind of an anthology story. It is an anthology story, and it all comes together. Like all these characters know each other in some way or the other, and it's given us the scene that has been played out throughout uh, throughout all of pop culture now, with somebody coming to the door, having Christmas music <coughs> played in the background, and holding up giant uh, poster board with uh, messages written on it. <coughs> yeah, it's so iconic. Taylor Swift ripped it off for one of her music videos, showing them through the window. I don't remember which video it was, but I don't want to open is, uh, this. Uh, you belong with me. I don't want to open this up for Paul to talk about Taylor Swift and her. <laughs> so that's uh, you belong with me. That stars uh, as so your love Paul, you were Colin Firth, the guy that plays Havoc in X Men. Uh, Paul, class. you were right. Christopher Columbus was set to direct it. Uh, left because he could not work with Chevy Chase. Uh, a couple of years later, Hughes brought him back in to do Home Alone. So okay. it wasn't he left to go do Home Alone. He left and thought, I'm never going to work again. I just stepped away from this movie. Uh, but Hughes brought him back. And then somebody else directed Christmas. Um, Jeremiah. Oh, okay. Jeremiah Chenick. But, uh, guys, you have to decide which one makes it in our Bagden Boardcross holiday bracket. Love Actually or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I, I do think Love Actually has got the star power behind it. There's a lot of great people in that, but Christmas Vacation, I think, was the first of the vacation movies that I saw. Not 100% I can't confirm sure or deny it. I, I, I don't know. there with you um, when he saw any of the Christmas vacations. But it, it was one of those things that I was like, oh, like, there's there's more following this family. And I think actually the next one I saw was European Vacation, which is very different uh, from the first Vacation movie, which I think is probably the best. Um, again, John Candy. Any movie, great. Um, but I think I have to say... Uh, Christmas Vacation. I think, I think that's 
that's got to be my pick. I don't know. Uh, I don't actually like Christmas Vacation. I hmm. I don't like Clark Griswold. I think he's a dick. Uh, Eddie, who everybody loves, Eddie, mm-hmm. also <laughs> kind of a <laughs> dick. Uh, you're not. I don't think you're supposed to like Eddie. I think you're supposed to hate. Like, yeah, I think that's the the joke of be it. Be upset with him, like the whole time. Yeah, because he's supposed to be like he's, a lovable buffoon, but also, but he's a, he's awful. He's annoying. He's annoying. Mm-hmm. He means well, but he's annoying. Uh, but yeah, I don't like either one of them. Uh, and then everyone else is just there. You know, Beverly D'Angelo is just the wife. Like. Why she sticks around with Clarky, I don't know. Like, I've never understood the the love that this movie gets. And I think there was a time where everybody loved Chevy Chase. Because he was fun and wacky back in the day. Um, but I never really enjoyed it. I do think, like, European and Regular Vacation are much better movies. Um, but... Love Actually is a great movie. Like it takes place, yes, at Christmas time, but it's a it's a really good, heartfelt movie that I remember. Just like I don't even think it was near Christmas time, but I was at my dad's house and it was on TV. It started playing, and my dad was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And I was like. Uh, love it, actually. He goes, oh, is this the one? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh. And my dad and I just sat and watched the movie together and had a beer. Like, mm-hmm. and it, like, <clears throat> it's just one of those movies you can sit down and just enjoy at any po- Another one you can just sit down and enjoy at any point of the movie. Uh, and I think it is just a better, a better movie. And again, like, Chris has star power, but most of those actors weren't stars. In at, that movie, at that like point, they, Bill Nye, I think like Colin Firth. They were, they were Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson, what's his name? Other guy. Uh, Hugh, he's like Hugh, uh, Hugh, Grant. Hugh, Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant was the biggest name in that movie, and he, that was after his downfall of being the lovable mm-hmm. guy. Like that's after he got you mean the lovable guy to the, to the prostitute. To the prostitute. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, like, like those, they're all like big actors now. And like, yeah, Liam Neeson had been around. He was somebody that you knew, but he hadn't become Liam Neeson is Thunder Punch 2000. Like he wasn't take, he wasn't stopping people from taking his daughter. Like he was definitely, uh, someone that you knew, but he wasn't Liam Neeson, you know, like, so I, I I think I talked about it a little while ago. It's a complete sidebar, not to derail us. Um, I was trying to catch up on Always Sunny, and I, like, maybe two weeks ago watched the episode where they got brought in for the, uh, like, the screening panel for, like, Thunder, like the new Thunder Punch movie, where it's, like, <laughs> passing it off to, like, Thunder Punch's kid, and I just, like, don't understand the movie at all. That, that's why I laughed when you said Thunder Punch. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I definitely I think Love Actually is the better movie slash better Christmas movie. 
Oh, no. So now... Now you're the official tiebreaker, Paul. It is an actual tiebreaker. You can... You talk about love, actually, I think, every day. I won't be mad if you side with John on this one. Yeah, I do love it. It is one of the ones that I'm like, okay, we watched all the Harry Potter. It's time to bridge it. It's like to start the holiday movies. Like, it's the good start because it's not super Christmas. It's not in your face Christmas. It's a countdown to Christmas. The whole point of the movie is counting down Christmas, much like National Lampoon's Christmas. Oh, wait, he's going to do Final Countdown for you, John. He segued way into it perfectly on his own. He didn't need your push. <laughs> um, but there's something about... Uh, you, you guys, you know, I love an event. And Eric has... We've talked me. about it on the show. Listeners, <laughs> jump back to National minutes. Lampoon's Christmas vacation into an event. Like It's like now a date that we schedule a month ahead of time to be like, hey... Yeah, you this also is guys had. We're going to get together. You also got uh, had synchronized like Smallville events, MacGyver well, events. No, we would just get like, together. You have you you have these buddy events. <laughs> uh, are you guys the Santa buddies? <laughs> we might be Santa buddies. Uh, so so like this is no, but actually, Kate and his wife, Kate. <laughs> We all get together. We uh, like I make up eggnog. We he ha- gets the, like a cheese platter together. We have snacks. We sit. We catch up. We and then we turn on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's uh, like it's a it's a nice time, even with it being so hard now that he has two kids and everything else. It's still something that we eke out. You know, I the sometime during the week before Christmas together to get done and is it a better movie than love actually no am i like a bigger fan of national lampoon's christmas vacation over love actually probably not but i love everything else that comes with national lampoon's christmas vacation namely that like hey once a year this is the only time I'm going to watch it. I don't own it. I don't want to own it. <laughs> so you know it's my I mean? like, mark of a great movie. I don't want to own it <laughs> because I don't. There's. I don't want to watch. Sit down and watch this movie other than during this one time. And and the but movie that one time that is you would watch Christmas. more than that, and you could watch love for actually. Christmas. Mm-hmm. It would be love actually, but for but. It's so ingrained now as part of the Christmas season. National Lampoon's Christmas. Paul, you've made me watch me. Love Actually with you for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great Christmas movie. You know what's a better movie, though? Other than Love Actually is uh, About Time. Yeah. Such a great I know. movie. You, you, it's better. You talk about both of them a lot. And you're not going to pick Time's one. It, it the best. drives me crazy. <laughs> Does it though? It does. Isn't that surprising? It isn't, but it is. <laughs> and uh, Paul, I'm not. I'm not trying to sway you on anything here. But have you tried the uh, the National Lampoon's Coffee, the eggnog? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Uh, for those of you not in on uh, Paul's coffee uh, drinking from, habits, yeah, from Expedition Roasters, uh, Jolliest bunch of assholes. 
It's an eggnog flavor. Uh, the eggnog blend. I'm very excited. That's going. To, that's on that's for this weekend. Of the two that I got, that and the uh, the small world peppermint mocha one, the the jolly bunch of assholes is is good. Like I I like it. This is very exciting. Uh, Not trying to sway you, but you you no. do have a coffee that's a reference to this movie. I do. I I uh, we're. During the work week, we just have like plain coffee and then do the coffee creamer. And then during the weekends, we do our flavored coffee. So this weekend, it will be Jolly Spunk Assholes. All right, John, your last year matchup. Uh, so my la- matchups. Wait, Paul, what was your pick? It's it nice food. I couldn't okay. explain. So you were talking I, about I, Love Actually a lot, but I, I didn't realize if that was for the podcast or if that was just because you like to talk about Love Actually. <laughs> it's. Uh, so my first movie is going to be the great 80s Scrooge starring Bill Murray, Karen, uh, Karen Allen, uh, John Glover, Bobcat Goldwave, <coughs> David Johansson, Carol Kane, just great. Uh, and this is a Richard Donner movie, which I didn't realize. Um, hmm. Bill Murray. I feel like I did know that, but I forgot it. So there's a sequel out there that we haven't seen? Yes, and Jeff Johns worked on it. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray plays a uh, Scrooge-ass character named Frank Cross, uh, who is visited by three ghosts and changes his evil ways uh, at towards the end of the movie. Uh, this is a, like, in my household, like the Christmas family event that we'd all sit down and watch. We had it on VHS at my mom's house. We had it at VHS at my dad's house. Like I would go from one house to the other and watch it as a family. Uh, Just one of those movies that just, you just love. Like I would, out of all the Scrooge movies, uh, I've probably seen this one the most out of uh, all of your, um, what are they called? Uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. This is the one that I've seen the most. This is the one, if you gave me an option, I would take to watch over everything else. Ooh, interesting. Uh, and then I'm going to follow that up with something that I had never seen until I started dating my wife, and it became a... Uh, holiday tradition for us. Well, actually, they my wife let me in on her holiday tradition and that is uh, White Christmas from 1954 uh, starring Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, uh, Vera Allen, and this is two ex-army buddies who became singers and put on a sound... uh, put on a show team up with these up and coming young female singers and then they're sisters they're sisters. sisters uh nothing goes to get just between them and their sister and then they put on a holiday special show to raise money and to help their former captain who helped them through World War 2 um Wait, at the Holiday Inn? At, at the Captain's uh, Vermont um, 
chalet, uh, ski lodge. lodge kind of thing. That uh, there's no snow that year, so no everybody is canceled. But the captain, even though he's running out of money, uh, who hired the sisters as singers, still says that he'll pay them, even though he doesn't have any money. And Bing Crosby and Danny Kay are like, we can't let this happen. We're going to put on a show here. So they bring all their people in to put on the show. So they're paying him to rent all the rooms. And then they get all of their old army buddies back together to celebrate and to give him a uh, celebration at the end. I'm actually kind of starting getting a little teared up talking about it, uh, bizarrely. But uh, it's a movie with a lot of heart, um, a lot of good music. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's actually really good. And the one year Caitlin watched it without me, and I was genuinely pretty upset that i was like but that was our thing and she's like no it's my thing and i let you participate sometimes so i was like fuck you i'm gonna go watch this movie by myself and i did i just want to point out that i'm shocked you did not pick muppet christmas carol for this uh I thought somebody else. It was on your list, list, Chris. You picked. Was it on my? I yeah. thought that was your pick. Yeah, oh, it was your man. pick. Oh, it, it. It needs to be on. It needs to be. List. I. I thought that was one of John's picks when we did these originally because I. Again, that was like two, three years ago. Whenever we recorded like the first batch of these, I thought that was John's pick. No, it was. So no, I, I did not put Chris, it on you, my list. Yeah, you called it that, like you said. Oh shit! You called it. You said well, this is what we're doing, and I'm picking Muppets Christmas yeah. Carol. Uh, I don't. And, wanna. That and I also just said Scrooge is my Christmas Carol. Like, I, yeah. Well, that's what set me off because I was like, I'm surprised he didn't pick Muppet Christmas. I was Carol, surprised, which, like, which is the best version. <laughs> I was surprised Carol. you didn't pick Muppet's Christmas Carol. Okay, that's on. That's completely on me. Um. Yep. Oh wait, like oh, when oh. we talked about these movies, Chris was like, oh, I got my notebooks, I got this notebook, I got this, I keep all my yeah, data I have, I have here. A lot. I got lost in one. I of the have notebooks. a lot of notebooks, but when I did the episode stuff for the uh, the first watch list, I didn't call out whose picks were whose. I learned my lesson on the second one, so I I comment on like, oh, John's here today with his pick, balls back with his second pick. I didn't do that for the first batch. So man, okay. Well, we'll we'll make we'll make a special arrangement at the very end. So well, guess tuned. what? Muppets Christmas Carol had a buy for our rounds, yeah, and I it think, will go up against John's pick. No, I think Muppet Christmas Carol goes up against whatever we wind up with. <laughs> it's in the championship round. It just starts there. All right. So, what's the vote? Uh, I'm going to vote first here. I tried to watch White Christmas a few times. I cannot get through it. I'm surprised, Paul, because it's kind of that nostalgic, like, old-school Christmas that I figure, like, you would have, like, grown up loving. Like, it would have been a thing that you had on at the the household. Not a McGowan pick. It was not on on our TV. I I tried to come into it much later, like, in my late teens. Oh, that's a problem. you got to go in your late 30s. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I needed Paul. You needed got to get you got four months to do it. Get in on it. Six, five and December five to, and a half. December to January, February, March, 
It's the fifth okay, month. Okay, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, maybe maybe if I watch it this year, maybe I'll come to a realization that I like White Christmas more than Scrooge. Because you know me. Not the biggest Bill Murray fan. Not, but I'm also not the biggest Chevy Chase fan. Maybe maybe Christmas time is the one time that I come together and just love. love uh, How are love you a actors. big Carol Kane fan, though? She is pretty funny. There is a lot of kicks to the nuts with Carol Kane in, in this movie, in uh, Scrooge. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Scrooge. Chris? Uh, I am also going to go Scrooge. So I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, Caitlin, for introducing a new. Uh, film into your holiday repertoire, but I felt bad until Caitlin's like, "No, I, this is my thing, and I only <laughs> be part of it." Like, and then I'm like, "Oh, okay, I can totally pick against this now." Because I remember seeing Scrooge when I was younger, and I think I have a stronger memory of seeing the VHS tape on the shelf every time we would go to Blockbuster because it's always in the comedy section. So. Like because he's got around his, on like movie renting night. It's, it's like wild with, like, hair, the, the cigar, cigar, and then and, like, the, skeleton the skeleton hand. hand. But the, yeah, <laughs> like that that picture is burned into my memory, like more so than my first viewing of this movie. So I didn't see it again until early thirties when we watched it together. I don't remember if it was just at the apartment or if it was at some sort of uh, Weatherwax family gathering. But yeah, that one. <laughs> at that point, it was like, oh yeah, this. This is a, a fun take on it with him being like the uh, like the cable executive, yeah, the TV executive. Um, I I think Scrooge is a good take on the Christmas Carol story, only surpassed by one other. Which what am I talking about? Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, do you want to do your? Final matchup here, and then uh, or in sneak it. I'm going to throw my vote to White Christmas, even though I have this. <coughs> um, yeah. yeah. So what we're going to just go from? Let's just go from the top. Let's do it real quick. Let's. Yes. So you got Scrooge versus who? Oh, we're going to do Scrooge. Would be. Wouldn't just follow the bracket, so it would have been whatever came out of your pick, right? No, no. It's we 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 all. We all have one movie coming out of our bracket, so all of ours. So, it's, so whatever your two movies are, you we all. Oh, oh, so it goes up against my movie, which was uh, yeah. okay. Oh, so we'll put it against. Uh, it'd be Trading Places, Trading Places versus yes. Scrooge. It's more Christmassy. I'm going to have to go Scrooge. Um, hopefully, hopefully Chris comes back in a second here, and he is. Uh, Chris, trading places versus Scrooge. Um, I do enjoy trading places, but I think for Christmas, I more think Scrooge. And also comes down to it, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. It's the age-old question: Vankman or Stans? And he go Venkman. Yeah, uh, I would go uh, Venkman as well with uh, with Scrooge. All right. Then I have the Fellowship of the Ring versus National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Guys, what is your uh, pick? so? I'm gonna go with uh, 
I don't think he could get any farther afield. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go Fellowship of the Ring just because I am not a uh, Christmas Vacation fan. It, it barely made it out of its opening round, so I'm not surprised. Chris? Um, oof. I have another drink I'm going to talk about in a second. Has not, has not bounced back. Um, I do enjoy me some Christmas Vacation, but Fellowship, like... Again, there's no better song in all of Christmas than um, I, I, I would say probably the uh, holiday song from Harry Potter or the holiday song from Home Alone, both done by uh, no. John Williams. John Williams. They're all done by John Williams. Uh, Did he do Fellowship? It might not have. No, no, he didn't do fellowship, but he did the other. It might not have come out of its round, but I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It's probably the best Christmas song out of the movies. Yeah, Uh, somewhere in my memory by from John Williams, Home Alone. Ding, 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 ding. That's a song you can you can you can tear up to. Chris, what what are your two movies um, left? I got. Ooh, gosh, this is gonna be difficult. Um, I have. Oh, I know. I never did my other one. I never wrote down. I was so busy talking about shit. I never wrote down my sheet. Um, I have Home Alone. And what the hell else did I talk about? You talked about prep and landing that did not make it. Harry Potter and Elf went up against the so other children. So it's Elf versus uh, Home Alone and Prep and Landing. It's, yeah. it's Elf Sorry. versus Home Alone. I never, I never wrote it down because I was, I was bad at podcasting. John, do you want to vote for? Ah, uh, oh, man. Or do you want to vote against? Me? <sighs> All right, I'll vote against you. What are you going to say, Paul? I'm going to say Elf. Then I'll, I'm going to say Home Alone. Yeah, I knew I knew that no matter what one. No, I was going to say so Home Alone Chris, to begin the, with. So, Chris, you're the tiebreaker. I mean, they're they're both holiday favorites. Um, if you put both of them in front of me right now and told me to pick one, I would probably that's what we're doing. I would probably say, <laughs> I, would pro- I would probably say Home Alone, like Juggernaut. Those nuts can't be cracked, boys. Home Alone to the moon. So then it's going to be Home Alone versus Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Mm. Unless we we throw in Muppets Christmas Muppets Christmas Carol. I think it just I think it just goes at the end, like Chris said. Uh, All right, Chris, are you? You're obviously going to pick yours. Yeah. I, I don't know, though. That's the thing, because... Because... Lord of the Rings is so much better than Home Alone. It's a better movie, but better Christmas movie is now where I need to start Paul, looking at. you're the guy who took the movie that wasn't as good of a movie, so don't <laughs> throw that out there. Like, no. You both should be selling. Yeah, but that's because I have the the, whole thing. I have emotional ties. I'm the tiebreaker here, right? I'm supposed to be the tiebreaker. 
Right. I think, yeah, that, that would make it basically your vote. All mm-hmm. right. And the thing is, what's more Christmassy than having a bearded man show up, give you a gift of a wonderful night, yeah. Be- beats up and those then criminals give you work with for the rest shovel. of the year to make sure you have another wonderful the criminals night. Criminals with the shovel, and he gets back together with his little girl. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Paul, you sold me. Home Alone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> upset. Upset. It's an upset. I, I, it, the right, only so, reason I did do that is as Home Alone is more of a Christmas. It is more of a Christmas movie. Right. Than that, so I thought I tied it in pretty well with the bearded man showing you up. Did, you did, you did really well. And then, but then John to took what you laid down and he just picked it up and ran with it. Uh, so that old man with a beard, and he was like, "Yeah, there's mummies in that <laughs> trash can." Here we go. Uh, so that is going to put Scrooge up against Home Alone. So Paul, you're the decider on this one. Two movies Ooh. you don't like. <laughs> don't li- don't particularly like, but, you know, I'm going to have to now think about which one I will watch, and I will watch Home Alone each and every year. If I don't see Scrooge, I don't miss it. Like, that's a once in every two to three year kind of Christmas movie for me. Home Alone, like, I live with Kate. She loves Home Alone. I'm going to see Home Alone. Each and every Christmas, so I'm going to go with Home Alone. Right. Nice. Before, just because it's going to run into the buzzsaw. So before we get to the championship, I just have to say, uh, I excuse myself for a moment to get up and just get another drink while we were wrapping up, and I don't have any more beer, so I went to my cupboard where I had a jar of moonshine that I bought, because I thought it sounded interesting, uh, and this is Sugarland Shine, their maple bacon moonshine. Hmm. Okay, yeah, you both had the exact same response that I had when I saw it, because Paul was like, huh, and John was just like disgusted, no face. Um, when I bought it, like I got it home, and I opened it up, and I poured myself a small glass of it, and was like, nope, don't <laughs> like this, not doing it, and I don't think I finished the glass. But then later, I actually... I cooked some burgers in it, and it came out, like, really nice. So at that point, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't all bad. So I, just, I poured myself just, like, a couple fingers of it in a glass with some ice. Uh, took a sip, and it's still a no. Like, I don't know why I still have this jar. <coughs> Cook some burgers in I'm it, gonna be cook If I'm only going to be cooking burgers in it, I guess I need to go buy some more, more burgers. Because if you don't have, like, maple bacon to put on top of your burger it's a good stand-in and it did impart like a really nice maple like sweet and salty uh now can you use it in a pancake batter i mean maybe it's, it smells delicious like it it has like that maple bacon smell to it but the downside of it is like when you take a sip of it it's like that maple sweet with like Could- like a smoky faux like salty bacon to it and you're just like, no, like, a liquid shouldn't have any of this, like, olfactory or... Could you do a taste- reduction and cook uh, carrots in it? Could probably do carrots in that with, like, a nice, like, coarse salt on top mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know, yeah. throw some brown sugar to, you know, kind of thicken it up. 
you know, make it into our caramel almost with the, some carrots and then some coarse, yeah, some coarse uh, finishing salt. Yeah. Um, at that point, it kind of crosses into the territory of um, what I like to make. I call them Weasley carrots because I just take carrots and I'll just like cook them in whiskey with cinnamon and ginger <laughs> and brown sugar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Weasleys. Pork chops would probably be. You get it. Here we are. Pork chops would um, be good with it too. Wait, are we in a bag and board? board a bag and board? Barbecue got some more recipes, guys. Uh, I, I bought. You could this. probably make a sauce out with it. You know, you, could, some, you know. I, I don't know. At that point, like, I bought this jar because I, a couple weeks before that, I had had a bunch of other stuff from like the same company, Sugarland Shines, and I loved all of them because they had like moonshines, and I picked up like. Two moonshines. I picked up two of their like, like Appalachian sipping creams, mm. and like they were all delicious. Like the one was basically it tasted like a melted creamsicle. Sounds good. Fantastic. The other one was like a banana pudding. Mm-hmm. A mate, like holy cow! Like give me some Nilla wafers with it. I'd be happy. So the one day we were at the uh, the uh, the store where the beer and the alcohol is, and I was like, oh, you know what? Some of this stuff was really good. Like, let me let me grab a couple more jars. And this was one of them. And I don't remember what the other one was because it was so good that we just... Oh, it was a root beer moonshine. Uh-huh. Just, just drank it. It was lovely. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I have to say. I just want to, to talk about this so don't... So other people learn from my mistake. Don't do it. But, Paul, you set it up. The Buzzsaw is home alone... Okay. A better Christmas movie than a Muppet Christmas Carol. I have to say, Home Alone is the best movie of our bracket. And now it's getting put against the forgotten movie off of this list. Which probably would have gone all the way to the But not 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 forgotten though, because it was it was in my mind. I thought it was one of yours. That's the only reason why I didn't have it. And you had said the same thing. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, this is one of Chris's. So if that had been on the list, it probably would have replaced Prep and Landing for me. Yeah. And at that point, it would have either been Muppet Christmas Carol going up against either Home Alone, Harry Potter, or Elf. And I think no matter what it's in, it would have been... It would have probably topped that movie, but I, I don't know, because, you know, it's vote by committee, so someone could go into one with something else. So, Chris, where is your vote? Because these are both your movie. Well, I like to think the Muppets belong to all of us, John. <laughs> so, um... I don't know, like, Muppet Christmas Carol just celebrated its 30th anniversary this year, so... It's... I think certified classic at this point now. Um, and I don't remember the guy's name. He's from Ted Lasso. Brett Goldstein? Goldstein? It's the guy that was Hercules at the end of yeah. Thor Love and Thunder. Um, apparently he's a huge Muppets fan. And he sat down and talked to Kermit, Piggy, Gonzo, and surprise... Uh, Robin the Frog about the 30th anniversary of Muppet Christmas Carol 
And I love seeing the Muppets in anything, but I also love seeing the Muppets in like real life interview about their work. Um, everything about a Muppet Christmas Carol just. Can I just works. say one thing? My no, one big yeah, go, go for it. Interview? Uh, the talk about wanting to do a Pride and Prejudice Muppets. I'm so excited. <laughs> Would love it. I, because the father, the dad in Pride and Prejudice, I don't know if you guys have recent. I like tried to. I went through and read it like maybe eight, no, nine years I've ago. I've never read any that of That dad. The dad in that is so so scathingly with he he's so sharp and so mean. I just I want like Sam the Eagle to play him or one of the. Ooh, what if it's Stadler and Waldorf as like two as, dads? Yeah, it, it would just be a little weird. Like no, I kinda it could be woke. Just, it could be. It could be. Why am I still yeah, drinking but then this? It won't play in. Uh, it won't it won't be allowed in Florida then. I don't know. <laughs> you will never see it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the bootleg it. Yeah, very excited about the whole idea. And that he would, uh, Brett would play Mr. Mr. Darcy. Darcy. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. He can pull it off. Um, but, Paul, your your thoughts. Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's definitely Muppet's Christmas Carol. It is like we watched it just uh, this past uh, Friday night, or... Yeah, Friday night. Uh, Kate and I, we, we, we have a sleeper sofa. So what we we like to do this once a year. Like, we keep the Christmas tree light, Christmas tree lit all night. And we'll just, like, turn on move Christmas movies and fall asleep watching Christmas movies uh, out in the living room. You know, with the, uh, you know, when we fall asleep underneath the light, of the light of the Christmas tree. And that is the first movie we turned on. Like, that is... The actual kickoff to our Christmas movies holiday. Um, yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol. It is the pinnacle. It is the echelon. It is the apogee of, uh, of, of our, my Christmas watching in depth. Uh, out of all of these movies that are on our lists, a week and a half before Christmas, there's only one that I've watched within a relatively time frame. And it was right around Thanksgiving and I watched a Muppets Christmas Carol with my son and he watched it for the first time. So I have, does he, so first time going in fresh, how I envy him. Did he have like a favorite song? Uh, I don't think he really, uh, he didn't have a favorite song. He, what he loved Rizzo. It was his favorite. Oh, Rizzo and Gonzo, and and Fantastic. then Gonzo was his second. But he got really hung up on the fact that Rizzo said that he had jelly beans, so I had to go back for my jelly beans. And then, like ten minutes later in the movie, Grayson's like, "Where's his jelly beans?" And I was like, "Buddy, it was just a joke. He doesn't have jelly beans." And, like, towards the end of the movie, he again was like, oh, oh where are the jelly beans? And I was like, like in his but pocket. He put them in he his pocket. have them. He's- and then we finished watching, we watched it in two parts. After we finished, mm-hmm. we finished it, I put on Muppets uh, Treasure Island. And 
five minutes in again was like, what's his name again? And I'm like, Rizzo. And he's like, oh, Rizzo, where's his jelly beans? <laughs> so <laughs> my son loved the Muppets. He loved everything about it, but he was really fixated on Rizzo's jelly beans. I know that he used to watch by he, I mean us when we were hanging out with him as a small child, uh, the new Muppet Babies. Does he have any he recollection? Does of not that remember series? it at all. We started watching it again, and it's at the time too. There was only like ten episodes of it, and we watched after he was like, "I like the Muppets." We watched a couple more episodes, and they were like brand new to him. So he was just like, you know, he's just like a one and a half year old. His brain's barely functioning. <laughs> I think he was just around one, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. did they mention no, jelly beans in any of those episodes? And that's the through line. Like, no, that's no, okay, no. I don't he know. just loves jelly beans, <clears throat> like his dad. Just like Ronald Reagan. Oh, mother, there you go. mother. Uh, I Muppet Christmas Carol. Just it works. So, like better than I think any of the other Muppet movies or Muppet adaptations. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just due to <clears throat> it's the Muppets being the Muppets, but then you have Michael Caine who's just acting the hell out of it. And Michael Caine doesn't have any of the other stuff that you get from other Muppet movies or adaptations where he's kind of like winking and nudge like he's in on the joke. Like he's just playing it straight the whole way through and like that lends so much credence to that movie and I think that's why it works so well. And he plays off of a human being for one scene when his nephew shows up. Everything else, he is committed to talking to Muppets as if they are real people who are there. Uh, And I think what Chris, you said like it's the best adaptation I think it's because it's like the easiest story to adapt treasure island gets a little like a little too long it takes it it takes too much time um but like easy in and out ghost 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 boom done i learned my well, i think even remember when we read christmas carol to it, adapt it was like for 90 own? pages <laughs> yeah it was so short. so short, and we're like, oh my goodness, well, this is like even, a pamphlet book. Even, like, having Gonzo as Charles Dickens, like, as the framing device and the narrator to move that story along, it just, it works so well. Uh, this year, Kate and I, we watch it uh, on Disney+. Plus. I do own the DVD uh, with the extended scene, and they do have the extended version now on Disney+. Plus. But if you have the closed caption on... Once Gonzo introduces himself as Charles Dickens, every time they have like the closed caption, it says Dickens, not Gonzo. That's amazing. It, it does switch over. That's cool. After he says, hello, I'm Charles Dickens, he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, with Rizzo being like, and then ever since then, nope, Dickens. Yeah, you know what I hate is they replaced Rizzo with that shrimp guy with Gonzo. Oh, Pepe! Pepe. Yeah, Pepe the king prawn. He's not a shrimp. He's a king prawn. Shrimp. 
It's a joke that he says. It's because apparently the guy that does the voice of Rizzo had a falling out with everybody. I mean, Pepe works. Like He, he works, but he's like that same kind of voice, but you you like Rizzo. Like, I... Yeah. I like that at Hollywood Studios they have Pizza Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo? It's, it's rat pizza. Like... It's hilarious. Uh, we, I'm here for it. We started watching, because again, my son loves Muppets now. We were watching um, Muppets Take Manhattan. And I was like, buddy, this is the one that introduces Rizzo. We're gonna, this is the first time he's appeared with the Muppets. Does he have he jelly beans? He doesn't have jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't understand that he was a waiter, though. So yeah, so what? It's a unanimous pick for uh, Muppets. Yeah, yeah. I think Muppets yeah. would have taken it, no matter what. I think it would have, but I, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about <laughs> some other stuff a little bit because Muppets pretty much would have steamrolled everything. It's yeah. so good. If you haven't ever seen it, just watch it. Why have you never seen what? it? It's been out since the eighties. 90s. No, 90s. that was 90s. 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 I think we just had its like 30th anniversary not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. But. It did. I don't know, I just equate the Muppets with the 80s. Thanks, I grew up watching that version of Muppet Babies and like the Actually, Muppet Show. Just celebrated its... It's yeah. 1992. Yeah. So, just celebrated its 30th this year. Alright. But that's our that's our pick. Did you have something that you wanted to submit, listener? Would it have been steamrolled by any of the picks that we had? Scrooge, Love Actually, Home Alone? Surely it couldn't stood up against Muppet Christmas Carol. Let us know. Emails over at bagnaboardcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following, liking, subscribing on whatever social media you follow us on. I'm sure we're on all of them, but I only work with the Instagram. You guys got anything else? Nope. Okay, bye. Merry Christmas.